Pushing Back Chaos with Mel and Mike and Raph. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Pushing Back Chaos. This week, we are at episode 49. And man, what a freaking honor we have to have a special guest. Uh, minus two other hosts, not even guests anymore, Raph and Mellon aren't here. Mellon, it's uh, super late in Riyadh. And Raph, he was on his way to Maui, so I don't feel bad for him. But uh, I tried calling the turd, and he didn't even uh, answer. So he must be stuck somewhere. Or he fell asleep after he went to the Velvet Taco and ate too much or something. I'm not <laughs> sure. But uh, anyway, no problem. I'll hold it down as usual. And uh, I'd like to welcome our special guest this week, uh, Skylar Anderson. Skylar, welcome to the show, man. What's up, man? How's it going, Mike? <laughs> it's going great, dude. This is, uh, this is such a cool opportunity. And we're going to get into how Skylar kind of came into the picture and onto the show. But... Uh, you know, man, welcome, just welcome to the show. This is uh, an unexpected surprise. We were planning a whole nother type of topic and everything, and this kind of turned out funny. And I guess we can kind of talk about how we met real quick. And that was only about a week ago. Uh, yeah. I was making a post and it was coming out about uh, a topic that we did about one of our charity groups, uh, Operation Once a Lifetime and Team Addo. And I put, I just so happened to pick the song because I love it. And it's a song, Thank You for Your Service. And that's Skylar's song. And mm -hmm. we have a new social media representative, uh, Stephanie, and she just ended up forwarding and tagging him in it. And he shared it and just struck a conversation. It's like, hey, man, like, thanks for sharing it. You know, it was very cool of you and we appreciate you. And just started chatting about the podcast a little bit. And I was like, hey, would you like to come on the show? Maybe be a guest. And dude, he's just been awesome this entire week, chatting back and forth. Totally stoked to uh, yeah, man. There, so yeah, this is cool, man. Thanks for having me. I think this is um, awesome what you guys are doing. I, I know, man, you got a chance to talk a little bit um, before this a, a couple of days ago. So I think this is neat, man. This is this is fun. It's going to be cool. Yeah, um, you know, for for those of you who don't know, Skyler, uh, he lives in Nashville. Uh, he's a rising musician in the country country music, which I, I really relate to. So I, I was asking him, I said, you know, I, I got personal friends. I know uh, Dirk Bentley. Have you met him? He's like, yeah, I met him. And then uh, I don't know if I've ever put this out on the show, but I'm actually related by family to the late Charlie Pride uh, for some of you older people out there that know some older country. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. My cousin is married to his son. And uh, I, st I still think that is crazy, man. That is insane. <laughs> Dude, I think it's crazy. I found this out a couple of years ago and I've gotten to know and his name's Dion, Dion Pride. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Him and I talk like probably once or twice a week and we just get on. And but but I tell you, man, it's, it's kind of what we're going to get into today. And this is why I, I, I ask to come on. And as I've got to know him, it's not just about music and the career that he's in and the lifestyle that he's in. Uh, we're going to talk about some normal stuff about some life and maybe things that he uh, he's done and what's brought him on his journey. Also, like some of his struggles, too, because there's always this perception about people of success uh, have this wonderful, better life. And yeah. just getting to know Skylar a little bit, uh, we're all not that different. And, uh, you know, we can share some of that stuff today. But, yeah, it's usually the people like Dion I can speak to and Dirks um, and Skylar now, too, that I, you know, 
making friends with him. We're all people at the end of the day. And most of the time it's not sitting around talking about what they do for music. And it's, they don't sit around talking about what I do or Rafa Mellon do or anything. It's literally the everyday normal things in life that we discuss and hobbies yeah. and like what we like doing. Like I called him the other day to talk to him and he's like, yeah, it's my day off. And he was just out fishing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or trying, trying to at least, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, let's kick it off, man. Well, we, uh, you got some questions for you and, you know, some of the stuff that you and I talked about offline and, you know, um, that's, I mentioned that song at first, you know, but, Tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, you know, kind of uh, your journey, what you started off with when you were younger that you shared. And, you know, we'll just kind of go along, man, because it, it seemed like you had one starting point and one goal and now you're on the other end of the spectrum. So, yeah, yeah. My my life is uh, my life is weird. So, yeah, I, I was uh, I was I was born in Memphis, Tennessee, but uh, raised in South Haven. Mississippi, which is right next door um, to each other. And uh, when I when I moved to South Haven, that's where I, I really like kind of found myself in my teenage kind of years. Uh, and um, it was cool. And um, like I said, when I was younger, I had, you know, no dream to even be a musician, to even, you know, didn't know how to write songs. And it that wasn't even in the plan. I, I want to be more of like a principal or a preacher, more like a mentor um, towards kids. Uh, and um, yeah, I didn't even really listen to country when I was younger. I didn't start listening to country until I was probably um, twelve or thirteen. I mean, I've heard of Tim McGraw and, and Toby Keith and all that when I was younger, but I grew up on people like you know Otis Redding. You know, I grew up on Old School Temptations, David Ruffin, who's one of my all-time favorites. Um, and um, but I, when I got into country music, I was uh, middle school kind of. When I got deep in, I was in middle school. I'm on my way to high school, and um. And uh, it was just off the charts. I was, I was, <laughs> I was a, I was a class clown, really. And um, so I did this thing in um, at high school. I was a freshman. I did this thing called uh, uh, South Haven Idol. I went to South Haven High School, and um, it was this thing. Uh, the choir teacher and I was just joking around, and uh, he wanted me to go in. And it, just for a joke, I went in and I, I, um, I sang um, Billy Currington and. Um, and I end up, man, winning the whole damn thing. <laughs> no shit. I ended up winning this. And it was just for it, just to have fun. But I ended like, my mom has never seen me song. My mom has never seen me sing. Uh, my sisters didn't know I could sing. I, I didn't even know I could sing. But, you know, at this at this point, I didn't even know how to play a damn guitar. <laughs> so <laughs> it was a shock. When I say it was a shock for everybody in my family, especially with country music, you know, because um, I grew up in a church. And um, so uh, so when I won South Haven Idol, when I, I won the whole thing, got a trophy, um, the uh, X Factor was coming to the U.S. Uh, with Simon Cowell. Uh, it was Simon Cowell, Paul Abdul, and uh, one of the girls from the Pussycat Dolls, Nicole and uh, L.A. Reid. And um, I, I was coming out, I'll never forget this. I was coming out of the bathroom one morning, brushing my teeth, getting ready for school. My mom was, you know, I had just won South Haven Idol, so my mom was very excited. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm the, remind you that I'm the youngest in the family, okay? Yeah. Uh, and um, I'm actually the first one to finish high school in my family, my whole family. So my mom was over the moon when she found out I could not only sing, <laughs> 
but I was actually going through high school. <laughs> so I come out of the bathroom brushing my teeth and it's but six o'clock in the morning and she's getting ready to go to work. I'm getting ready to go to school. And uh, this, she said, on sees on the news that the X factor is coming to the U S and you know, I'm, I'm coming out the bathroom and she's like, the X factor is Simon Cowell. They're coming to the U S do you want to audition? Yeah, mom, you know, <laughs> yeah, of course I'll do <laughs> not knowing that she was going to pull through with this. Uh, and all my buddies, I told all my buddies that I was going to do this. And they they threw me, uh, my buddy AJ and all of them, they threw me a big, big party. And uh, uh, just because I was going to audition for the X Factor. And I had no idea what this was. I'm just doing this, okay? At this time, I, I still have no musical, like to me, no musical talent. I, I don't know how to write a song still. <laughs> still don't know how to play the guitar. And I'm going to audition for a TV show that that's going to have millions of viewers. Um, but I, I get done with the party. I'm, I go in the house at four o'clock in the morning and um, at seven o'clock, my mom wakes me up and I'm, and I'm still intoxicated, you know, um, of course, from the party that my friend just threw because they knew I was going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to ride, we have to drive all the way to Franklin. At this time I'm in Mississippi, South Haven. So it's about uh, roughly three and a half hours to Franklin, Tennessee. Go to the mall, audition, ended up making it on the show. You know, my mom, we get a bus to Chicago where you got to make it, blah, 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 through that. We did the whole dig. I ended up going to the top eight. <laughs> At this point, I still don't know how to play a fucking guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't know how to write songs. <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I have no earthly idea of what did I just get myself into? I got myself, and I'm glad this is called Pushing Back Chaos, because I got myself into nothing but chaos. I mean, <laughs> at this point, I'm 16 years old. I was just on a TV show. I'm in South Haven, Mississippi, which then to me, then to me was a small town. To me, it was. Uh, and uh, I'm the star of this town right now because I, I, I'm, I mean, I'm on national TV, and everybody knows who I am. Um, get off the show, quickly learn how to play guitar. Quickly, quickly learn how to play guitar. I'm in my room every day. Uh, I would go home every day for two hours, lock my door. Um, and my mom would tell you this. I would lock my door for two hours and I would YouTube. I would play guitar for two hours straight. I wouldn't go outside. I wouldn't go meet up with my friends until I had my two hours in my room by myself. Yeah. That that was my thing. And um, at this point, I'm learning, I'm learning how to play. And um, yeah, and I think it just like, it literally took music took control of my whole life and and comes comes with this the little fame whatever we want to call this or the little success or it, it, you know there's a lot that comes with it and, and I had to take a year off of this music thing when I first got in it just to sit back and really you know think about is, is this really what you want to get yourself into because once I start getting my feet wet I start seeing what could happen behind closed doors and yeah and um and um, but I, I I work construction and um I would work construction and I would uh my buddy Jamie Jamie Russian um, God rest his soul um his family owned a, a a couple of businesses and I used to work with them um, hard hat construction with the uh, uh, Russian plumbing but I used to work with the hard hat hard hat construction um, with Holly with Jamie. She's one of my best friends who passed away, um, his sister. And um, I worked with them for a little while. But I would work that job, man. And I would go sit on a bar stool on Friday and Saturday and and, and make a good amount of money. <laughs> and um, 
And, you know, and the one day I got done, I was just like, that's it. You know, I'm just, I'm sticking with the music thing. When I graduated high school, I was ready to go straight, come straight here to Nashville. But um, I think I had like $1,400. But the day I graduated, um, I, I, <laughs> the party was wild. So I did I have probably a thousand dollars left in my name. $400 so, party. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah 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 and that was just after graduation like we went all out you know and um and i had a thousand dollars for my name maybe um and it was just uh i didn't know i i was ready to come here and just play on the streets you know i, I had been back and forth here i've came here and i played a little bit and and um but i was just ready to play and i'm glad i didn't thank god i didn't and um yeah so it music kind of just you know got me here now <laughs> well so let's uh awesome story man just kind of how fast it went i think i think that's like the whole thing you can take yeah away, how fast that yeah. transition was but let me ask you a question so at the beginning you're and, and we spoke about this offline is at a very young age you had the desire of being a pastor or a principal for children like what yeah. was the reasoning that that was attractive to you and then do you think your reasons for that have carried over to your music career and what you can share with people now? Oh, yeah. Um, the reason I won't do that, because um, I I had a, a great mentor in my life. Um, um, his, he's my goddad, actually. Uh, his name is Pastor Running, Running E. Tony. And um, after my dad passed when I was 11, um, he was he was that guy in my life but he was also a preacher so i was going to his church but i also knew him when i was young when i grew up in a church and i just came from you know always sunday mornings i used to love church my dad this no lie no joke my dad used to punish me from going to church because i used to love it so much so my punish if i made a bad grade one of one of my punishments was you couldn't go to church on sunday wow and um yeah and I used to love just like watching the guitar player Jeff on the guitar and, and Runny, who's who's now a pastor and my goddad used to play the drums. <clears throat> and um he was a big mentor. And um, you know, growing up kind of, you know, in Memphis and South Haven, and you know, you see a lot of kids didn't, you know, like didn't have a lot of mentorship. So my thing was, you know, my thing was when I grew up, I, I want to be that guy. I want to be the guy who mentored me to be the man I am today, to be, you know, to be that guy to show that there is a future, you know, no matter what background you come from, no matter who's in your family. And, um, and that did that transition now that like we talked the other day and I told you that I feel like me wanting to be a preacher or mentor kind of transformed into my musical ability, especially like with my songs or I find myself posting something and, and trying to be a mentor or just trying to, bring positive out of things and I think now like now I look like like I told you the other day now I look back on now that I look at it in this perspective I'm like oh maybe maybe this is my kind of preacher slash mentor thing I'm supposed to do with music you know yeah. actually you know you know kind of combine all all of those into one and now that I see that you know when I when I do write music or when I go into these rights or when people come to Nashville my buddies they come to Nashville and need help you know getting up on their feet trying to find places to play trying to find ways to make money you know i've helped a lot of people come to Nashville and you know hey this is what you need to do this is how we do it here this is how you make money this is how you make a living this is what you need like 
I find myself doing that. And I think it's, I think it's pretty cool. And now I think that that was my gift was to be a preacher and a mentor and surprise. Here you go. You're going to be a fucking musician too, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, hey, dude, I, I would take that 10 out of 10 every, every yeah. time. Um, yeah. You know, so one thing that really popped out when Skylar and I were talking was, you know, he said, I, I lost my dad at 11 years old. Melon mm -hmm. lost his dad at 11 years old. I lost my dad at 18 years old. Um, all when we're young and impressionable, right? And a very hard yeah. time in our life. I mean, losing a, losing a parent alone is terrible, but especially when you're younger and you're growing up and you're looking oh, yeah. for a father figure, a mentor. Um, and the thing that unites us is that, but also the other thing that unites us is uh, what, what, what kind of sounds in a way is, you know, you had your mentor that came from church. Mellon's mentor, uh, as he got older, came from church. Uh, and mine, um, he wasn't at church, but he's a very God-fearing man. My one of my mentors kind of grabbed a hold of me. My friend, my friend's dad, um, Tony Senior, that we've had on the show, uh, all have kind of stepped in that role as as a mentor. And the mm -hmm. other common thing that has come from it, because we can all relate to extreme pain, extreme failure, um, losing somebody, something catastrophic in our life. And we've talked about having choices in the way that we want to do it. And it doesn't surprise me when I hear your story relate to mine and Melon's and also Raph is uh, it, it builds us into somebody that wants to serve others because of what we've experienced, I think, pain and that we, we grow a sense of, well, I want to help people not experience this. So wherever I can help out, like you said, it's like, well, I wanted to be a mentor, a principal, a pastor. Like I wanted to be a positive influence and help other people. Like you become mm -hmm. a servant in a way that a, that kind of terrible thing would push you to such a good thing. Yeah. You know? And the more the more you talk to people, you more you hear people's stories. A lot of successful people they can usually go back to something that happened to them that was so terrible where they're like, yeah, I didn't want to be that, so I wanted to become something better and help other people because. Man, especially music, that makes yeah. people happy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that. That. That's yeah, and it, it, it's it's amazing. Like to see, like when I'm on stage, and I and I get to see it firsthand when I'm on stage. When I'm on stage, I call it my office because it is my office. However long I'm on that stage, and I get the front view to see everybody's faces and to see people smile, laugh, and dance, and forget about their problems for that amount of time that I'm on. That for that amount of time I'm in my office, you know. And, and they loving me at my best and or at my worst, you know, and they're having fun and they're forgetting about their problems. That is like the best part about it, you know. I can't. I'm no singer, man. Listen, I'll level with you. I've sang <laughs> karaoke. I've sang karaoke. Uh, I, I'm, dude, I'm not that great. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> but if you ask anybody that does me, I really, I like to, I steal the Christopher Walken, the uh, I explore the space. There you go. So hey, there you go. <laughs> I might not sound the best, but I'm definitely exploring the space and to make sure everybody has fun because yeah, I like making people feel good. I like people laughing. I like people forgetting about their problems and just being yeah. and enjoying. That's what it's about for me. Now I yeah. ain't making money or anything off of it. I think people were paying to get me off of stage. <laughs> Regardless, they weren't thinking about their problems because I was the problem. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know. That's good. That's really good. <laughs> well, you know, one one thing that um 
I wanted to bring up since since you said that you know you said it was so important to connect with people and to really express uh, something to the people that would connect with them to make them feel good or maybe help them heal. And mm-hmm. you know the song that I shared on the post was "Thank You for Your Service." And I did a little research on it and kind of uh, saw the reason why. And I asked you about it. So what was the reason for making that thank you for your service song kind of uh, and and what were the effects of it on you? Like, obviously, you did it from a good reason. But what were the effects on you after you saw the impact that it had on, you know, a lot of people? Oh, man. Uh, uh, So in 2020, when I wrote that song, uh, we were going through a very difficult time. Of course, everybody was, you know, and, and everybody, um, especially me, you know, I, that 2020 was a very depressed, depressed moment. You know, I went from, you know, traveling from Vegas to Belize and, and, and all over the country playing to literally sitting at the house. And I think we all was a little, a little scared, you know, and, um, and for me, I was because the only thing I know is music now. You know, I, I couldn't go back to construction. I couldn't I, nothing in your house would be fucking leveled if you wanted me to come and work on your shit. You know, so to me, that was very depressing. And I'm like, but um, fast forward to that, you know, my my uh, wife um, at the time, we, I think we had, I don't know if we just had acts or not. Uh, um, but a bum went off here. We had just had a tornado here in Nashville and um when that bum went off here, that bum literally went off maybe a block um, from where me and my band, we used to park at this garage, um, literally right, maybe a block from the garage we used to park at. And um, when my, first of all, my buddy called me Christmas morning and um, we were getting ready to head to Jackson, um, Tennessee to visit my wife's family. And, um, yeah, I think we just had Axel. We just had our, our, our son. And, um, we were going to visit family and my buddy called me Lane from Mississippi. And it's like, what's going on in Nashville? And I was like, what are you talking about? What's going on in Nashville? And he's like, a bum just went off. A bum. And me and my wife got in the car. We turned on radio stations. There was nothing on the radio station. I guess the news hasn't got, you know, really gotten out yet. So as we crossed the little bridge going, going out of town, we saw the black smoke. And, um, <clears throat> Man, it chokes me out to even like talk about it now, um, because you hear about that stuff going on in different stories, in different countries, and you know different cities. But you never think it would happen, you know, to the city you live in or to the city you're from or anything. Once we saw the black smoke, it was it's just you know that two hour car ride was just you know what in the world, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, after we got back home, you know, two days, two three days, I was. I was in my garage and I mean, it was 4.30 in the morning and I'm sitting there and um, literally my mind just started thinking about like, you know, uh, my best friend, one of my best friends, Colton, um, uh, his wife is a nurse and uh, I know what she was going through at the time and I have buddies in the military also and, and buddies who's police officers, buddies who's firefighters. And, uh, I know what everybody was going through, all those first response buddies, you know, all over who do stuff and I know what they were going through and texting them and making sure they were okay. And I literally just was thinking about the first responders and the frontline workers, you know, and um, I literally had this title in my head, thank you for your service. And um, <clears throat> I literally start visioning like people, like somebody, like I was visioning, and this can, probably can sound weird, but I was visioning, um, and she doesn't know this. It's going to be a shock if she ever hears this, but um, <laughs> Coden Park and her, uh, his wife, um, Wendy, um, 
who actually helped me write the song also, Coden. Um, his wife, Wendy, is a nurse. But I was picturing her coming home after a long day, her walking in the house and like just taking off, trying to take off her, you know, clothes and her, you know, nurse stuff and trying to relax, but can't relax because, you know, you know, I can picture some, I was picturing somebody, you know, putting their keys, you know, by a coffee can. And I was just, it was a movie going on in my head at the time. I mean, it's 4 30 in the morning. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and um, I wrote the verse, wrote the chorus. And um, the next day, I think, or next two days, I had, you know, I had a morning show. And this where Nashville started kind of opening back up uh, a little bit. And, um, I say it was the next two days, but it was it was down line. But I had a show, and it was at Whiskey Row. Actually, it was a morning show, and I played the song for the first time, and um, and the reaction was incredible. And um, I kept playing it. I kept playing that. I only had a verse in the chorus. I kept playing that shows, and um, I had a right. I knew I had a good right coming up with my buddy Jason Cross and Michael Leatherman and Emily Gray. And I was like, they got to help me finish this song, which we had another song we were supposed to finish. And um, <laughs> and it was it was another song we were supposed to finish. Before we started that song, I was like, hey, guys, let's listen. Listen to this verse and this chorus. And it was a little different um, than uh, before we tweaked it a little bit. And literally, like, as soon as I seen that verse and chorus and and everybody here is in this room, they're from Nashville. They know what's going on. You know, they they feel the pressure wow. and literally that room was just it was quiet and as soon as I got done singing everybody looked around and we literally scratched that other song and we just we just went out thank you for your service and um and everything you hear in that song like you hear the helicopters you know you hear the the police siren and um right at the bridge you hear a little a voice in the background say if you can hear this if you go back and listen to the song real close you can hear it. there was a the bomb on the truck uh, the guy that was in the truck had a um, a voice recorder, and um, it, it would say, "If you can hear this message, please, you know, leave the buildings or something like that, or please evacuate." You know, if you can hear this message now, if you listen to my song, that voice recording is in my song. We actually got a hold of that voice recorder. My buddy Sid, who produced it, I got a hold of the helicopters that actually came here from the for the tornadoes and the sirens that actually happened on the day of the bombings and on the day of the tornadoes and. Um, all that is actually in that song. So that song like was special. And when it got out, once he finally finished it, and like as soon as Sid sent me the masters before we put it out, he sent me the masters. I just like you just it, you just cry when you hear it because it's it's a movie in your head. And you can anybody who's a first responder or a frontline worker. I mean you. I mean like you guys know that that like it's it's hard. You know it's um it's a difficult thing and um. And to me, that was the picture. That what I that's what I had in my head, and it came out to be perfect. And the reaction to it now to this day, like I like I told you earlier, you know, <laughs> I, I gotta remember that when it on like Memorial Day weekend, like it, the song spikes so much, and I get so many messages and, and so many like videos. And um, we were talking earlier. I know, I know you mentioned a funeral, and but I get a, a few videos. Um, there was one video that really touched me that a, a lady sent me. Uh, her dad has served as a police officer, I think, for about 40 years. And I have it saved in my phone, actually. And um, they played they played the song as they was walking this casket in. And um, which, God, that touched me every time I think about that, too. And I, I go back and watch that video at least once or twice a week. And um, just remind me of, you know, how powerful that song really is to me. I think I think it's one of the most powerful songs ever to be written. And um, 
And I love the attention it gets for sure. You know, man, I, I got uh, goosebumps just you talking about that. Um, yeah, it was, um, whew. it's very powerful. Uh, I love the detail that you share because some of those details I, I've never known about that song. And honestly, as soon as we finish up this show, I'm going to go back and really listen to it. But uh, yeah, I, I think you captured it one with the emotion coming out too but you nailed it when you said it's like a movie playing in your head and you know me me being um in the, in the service and a lot of my you know raff and melon were both military as well and uh all of our friends too um that are front you know frontline workers first responders military everything uh the real conversations that happen behind closed doors is uh we talk about those movies uh you know kind of the play over and over in our head or something we experienced and and i'll tell you man those uh very detailed memories and emotions um are very strong and i think when someone like yourself who you know i mean you were there in nashville when all that happened and you lived it it wasn't like you were a thousand miles away and you're like oh yeah that might be a cool little thing you're like you you were living through it um you know i when i talked to dion about this he always he always says and we we talk about how much music is therapeutic and how it's literally uh something that comes from the soul uh mm-hmm. that expresses love hate emotion like everything kind of wrapped up in one but the way people like yourself an artist is able to articulate all of that and then put it into words with some rhythm and music to it I mean, that's why people cry. Is it isn't that insane though? Like, I still think that's insane. Like, even when I go into rice these days, and I'm like, and we go, we throw around ideas before we start, you know. And I was like, hey, you got an idea? And I was like, I've been thinking of this, and this guy, this guy, or girl, said, I've been thinking of this, and then we come out with this one title, and it comes out to two to three minutes, you know, <laughs> three minutes and twenty seconds of like. Uh, something that you had on paper, you know, and it just comes out and you add all the elements to it, you know, all the ingredients to this. It's it's pretty, to this day, to me, like I told you, when I started, I, I didn't know how to write a song or play a guitar. <laughs> so to, to this day, to me, and, and I'm still learning, I'm 28, and every day in this business, I learn something. I, I mean, I've, I've been on the road and did a lot of stuff and still doing a lot of crazy stuff. Um, but every day I'm in like a shock that I get to wake up and like call this my job and or I get to write songs or and like when I get out of the studio or if I get out of write, a writing session or I get done playing the show and such and like oh man that is crazy that not only do the people love it but like I actually enjoy it too like we just we just you know like it's it's insane to me and I still think that's crazy to me well I think it's a I think it's wonderful man it really makes me happy to hear people when they say that that they actually are enjoying and loving exactly what they wanted to do and, you know, going through it because I think it's more when we get to do what we want to do. Yes. It's enjoyable, but I think the whole element that, that really encapsulates everything is when you see that it's not just about you. Like you talk about your band, you talk about the effect on the people and the crowd and you see their faces and the emotion that that is the response. Like it becomes bigger than yourself. And then, um, you know, just talking with you, man, I I can hear that's your drive is to, uh, you know, it's passionate and you enjoy it, but also too, it's the response that you get in the community 
that it really built, especially with Nashville, with like that terrible stuff that happened there with the tornado, with the bombing yeah. and like everything else. Like you brought a, people together um, just for that event. But then, as you said, like, you know, you get this video from a family of, you know, a, a, a LEO that passed away and they're playing that at his funeral. They'll, you know, yeah. how powerful is that? I mean, yeah. Wow. You know, yeah, that's insane. Well, you know, you talked about kind of how fun this job is, right? Like anybody <laughs> in their right mind can watch the CMAs or watch on country music or whatever and be like, wow, these country music people or whoever. These They're guys, living the life. They're living the life. That's it. Living the life. They're on TV. They have millions <laughs> of followers. They have all this money. They they can do what they want, go where they want, whatever. Yeah. They got it made. You know, <laughs> how true is that and let's talk about some real stuff about some things that people maybe don't know i i tell people this all the time anybody that comes into nashville any of my buddies that know me um that knows me that i'm very I, like you said i'm very passionate about this i i love what i do i don't take it for granted i don't take it for a grain of salt you know um it, it is it is hard it is and i tell people all the time if um, Luke Bryan uh, gave me this advice uh, years ago, and he said, uh, "If you're gonna, if you're gonna get in this business, if you're gonna put your foot on the pedal, you cannot half-ass this. You have to go all the way, because it's a hard business. And um, people don't see, you know, the toll it takes when you're in the background, and you know, the back, the background, you know, what happens behind closed doors. Uh, I mean, me, for instance, I tell." When I stayed in South Haven, uh, I, I would come back and forth and travel to Nashville, you know, to play, you know, four hours. And I finally moved to Jackson, Tennessee, and we still, me, Colton, uh, my band members, we will travel um, two hours, come and play Nashville, four hours, go back home to Jackson because we didn't have any place to stay, really. And sometimes we had a place to stay, sometimes we didn't. So we'll come, we'll come and drive. By the time we get home, it's 5 o'clock in the morning, get back up get back on the road and do it all over again and come back home. And, uh, like it's a drive thing and it's, it's mentally, especially when you're, when you're an independent artist, you know, you don't, you, you know, you, you're putting, you know, all your money, all your time, you know, in it. And you're, you're not only trying to play shows, um, but you're also, um, you're trying to make music, you know, you're trying to also like have content, you know, and that's a really hard thing to juggle you know, when you're an independent artist. And, um, you man, it is, uh, it can be a very depressing, um, job. I mean, it's not all glory and, you know, you see, yeah, yeah. It's fun on stage and yeah, you get it. It's free whiskey, you know, the women that, that, that comes with it, but it, it also comes with a lot of depression. It also comes with a lot of you know, being away from your family um, and a lot of sacrifices. People don't see the sacrifices that go into this. Um, and um, and like I said, especially when you're an independent artist, you know, I'm, I, I I love my manager, Seth, you know, he, he he takes care of me. But, you know, I'm still at the same time an independent artist. I'm, I don't have a record deal. I don't have a pub deal. I do everything myself. I own all I own everything, you know, and which I like to keep it that way as long as I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah, it's, it comes it comes with a lot of, I mean, sleepless night. I mean, there's times where you know, uh, 
Yeah, we slept in you know, trucks. <laughs> I mean, we slept in uh, 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 in Arizona. Oh, it, this had to be a meth lab before it was a hotel for sure. This was definitely <laughs> not <laughs> not sleepable. I slept in the car. My my guitar player and bass player slept in that. But we had to get some rest. We couldn't. I mean, nobody could drive anymore or something. You know, we had to stop and rest. Um, there's a lot. Like I said, you know, in depression and temptation is the main thing. You know. It's a lot of temptation and, um, you know, keeping your, you know, I can't tell you how many times, you know, I, I mean, and it, even now to this day, you know, I stay up and, and just, you know, or I don't want to get out of bed. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't want the curtains open, you know, <laughs> it, it, it can, and it happens and it comes in waves. And to this day, it still happens to me where I, I've gotten better a lot uh, since I had my son. Um, but at a moment there, you know, I was, you know, yeah, and especially social media has a lot of uh, things to do with it, especially these days and times where you see people that, you know, that, you know, I don't think, think I don't think like this anymore. But, you know, back then when I was coming up as a rookie, I'm thinking like, oh, man, how, how did that guy, how did that girl get there? I've been, I've been sitting on bar streets for two years, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I've been playing four hour shows for two years, you know, like, and they just all of a sudden was at the right fucking spot at the right time. And. Now they got a deal and, you know, and, and I used to be that way. I, I was, I was that way um, until I really got my foot in the door, you know, and, um, and, and I think now it's, um, and all those people that, you know, that I said that about, you know, got those record deals and move really, really like, to me, it was faster than I was moving. Of course, we want to get to, we all want to get to that point in our life where, you know, we want to get there. You know what I'm saying? We want to get oh, there yeah. just like that. Oh yeah. Um, and but and I tell you this, all those people that you know, I was I, I wouldn't say jealous of, but I was a little like, you know, what what the what what the fuck, you know, what the hell, where, where is my big big break, you know? Um, but at the time, I was only like I said, sitting on the bar seat for two years. I was nine, 18, 19, <laughs> thinking I needed a big break. Still, really don't know how to play a guitar at this time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't really have a lot to offer. I, I, don't, I don't have a lot to offer, but you know. But I'll, and I also listen. I, I'm not going to lie to you. And this, like you said, this is an open thing. And also had kind of ego when I came here. I mean, I'm I'm a black young guy. They gotta love me, right? They gotta fucking love me. I, they, there's nothing out there like me. That was my mentality when I first started coming to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, as soon as I started playing here, they somebody's going to walk in and inside of me you know oh no when i got here it was not cracked up what it was you know it was not what it was cracked up to be at all and um and all those people that i like i said said that when i was you know two years getting my feet wet um those people they they you don't hear about them anymore you know because now that i've getting older and i'm and i and i've done a lot over the last since i was 16 i mean i've opened up for jamie johnson john party Craig Morgan, grandfather. I mean, I've written songs with some of the best songwriters. And, um, but now, like, I look back and I'm like, man, this, the journey is, the journey is wild and crazy. And it's, it's complex as fuck. And it's, it's, it's insane because some nights you plan all night and you got to go out and connect still some nights. When you're not playing, you still got to go out and meet people. And, and you know, especially in this music business, there's a lot of fake stuff here in, in Nashville and music world. You know, there's a lot of a group. Everybody has their groups. Everybody has their, you know, the people they hang out with. Me, I, if 
anybody can tell you Skyward hangs out with everybody. I, I, if I go out, you see me with random different people, you know. And, mm-hmm. um, but like I said, like you go out and you have to deal with the sleepless night when you're even not playing. You got to go out and connect. You got to go out and you know make sure you shake hands with the right people. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And that can that can be a, a total on itself. You know, that just to going out and the networking part. You know, and but that is that is what is. That's what it is. And that's behind the scenes that people don't see to get these big shows to, to go out and, and play, you know, with some good band members or to go out and produce these great songs. You know, it's, it's the back scene of you have to there's a lot that goes on. We don't just get on stage and give you. Yeah, we give you everything we got. But we it's, when we get off that stage, we still, there's still work to be done, you know, so. I, I really love that message, man, because, you know, what I'm hearing is. um. <laughs> Really, it's the quote I like is anything built fast does not last. Right. And yeah. and, I, and I think that's such a massive point in, in a lot of people's lives is we're yeah, we get jealous, you know, and we're we know the work that we're we're putting in and grinding and grinding and grinding. And you can't help but be like, man, when's it my turn? Like, look at all these yeah. other people. I'm not jealous of them. I'm genuinely yeah. happy for these people. But yeah, but yeah. what about yeah. me? Damn it. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like. <laughs> Yeah. And it gets so frustrating. Um, and, and, you know, kind of going back to your song, man, you know, I told you before the show, I said there was something that really resonated with me with that. Thank you for your service song is, um, you know, you mentioned in there. So I know sometimes it can get frustrating. And I'll tell mm-hmm. you, man, if I'm if I'm being honest, you know, I do what I do for work and I'm, you know, like right now I'm in training for six straight months and then I go a small break and then another three months and this very, very, very small break. And then I deploy for a half a year and um, I'm gone. Like, you know, I don't know what an artist is gone, but I'm gone about 290 days, roughly a year away from my home and the people, my friends. And like you, you said, dude, it's sacrificing your time. And Mm -hmm. I think that's my biggest thing that I struggle with, you know, as, as I'm getting older, you know, I'm 35, but, uh, I can't get my time back and like where yeah. I put it, I want to be intentional with what I'm doing because I have a goal in mind, you know, for me personally, besides my work, it's like, I want to be, I want to have a family. I want to have a wife and children. And, you know, I have fantasies of that now versus jumping out of planes and blowing stuff up, you know, 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Um, so it's different. Um, but I really, responded to that when i heard it is just yeah i know it gets it gets frustrating because i dude yeah. I, I grind just like you do and everybody everybody out in a the, in the job does and then you get done with the grind and you just want to be rewarded you just want to be acknowledged you just want to be like yeah man i i'm getting mine this is it this is what yeah. i'm working for and you get so frustrated because it's it's our timeline not necessarily yeah. the one that we're intended for uh, along the journey and you know, the, the thing that I hear with you, man, is it was discipline. It was, you know, keeping, keeping your eye on the prize is like, I want to get signed. I want to keep, I want to make it. I want, I want to get to this point. Yeah. I'm dedicated and going all in. And then, you know, Hey, one day yeah, kind of happened. Right. And before you it, know, it, 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 back, was, it was, it, it was like my whole goal was to get here to Nashville. And, and that was the whole goal. And it wasn't really, you know, you know, to get signed, but to, to really get kind of like noticed. And um, and now, now I can say that I have, I have got, you know, I've, I've opened doors for myself here in Nashville where, 
you know, I I go on Broadway. I don't I don't really have to stand in line. You know, I don't have to stand in line. I can go through the back door. You know, of it almost any bar. You know, I can I know the owners or I know the the manager. You know, like or on Music Row. You know, I, I got some good buddies on Music Row that I can just you know hop in and on a writing session or something. So that's like to me that's that's good. And, and I was talking to a buddy the other day. Um, I, who I, I can't think I was talking to, but I was like, how how do I mean, like, as I get older, I'm thinking, like, how do everybody define success? What is success? What is success in everybody's mind? Is success having uh, uh, all the money you can have and, no, and like, no worries? Or is success being able to do really what you want to do with what you have? And I think at my age, 28, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I've talked to my but I'm like, you know, I, I, I'm not where I, I still got goals, but I'm, I mean, successful. I'm, I'm successful right now. I, I don't. I'm, I, I can eat whatever I want to eat. <laughs> I can go wherever I want to go. I work when I want to work. <laughs> I can counsel when I want to counsel. Like I, I'm, and like, what is everybody's success? Everybody's mind. I think everybody's success is different. You know, mm-hmm. and um, and I, I think it's crazy to everybody. You know, I got a buddy who's going through something right now, and uh, he's not where he's want to be where he thought he would be at in his in his career and I, and I talked to him and I'm like you know everything don't happen on our time and I had to learn I told him I had to learn that too I mean you just got to chill out sometimes we're okay you know it's okay it, it's we got to ride it out you know it's it's life you know it sucks but it's fucking life <laughs> well, what are the you know the saying goes this too shall pass yeah this too shall pass yeah and, yeah, yeah. and that's enough yeah I heard that on the podcast the other day and um uh um I forgot who said it, but it, it, it's the perfect thing. This, if it's good, this too shall pass. If it's bad, this too shall pass. You know, everything in life will come. So it's not, it's not like meant to stay. You know, it, the a rainy day is not going. It's not going to rain for a whole month. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's not. It's not going to be sunshine for a whole month. You know what I'm saying? You're not. You're not going to have everything your way. And um, but everything, like you said, this too shall pass. So you, I think me as I've grown older and I've always hung around older people and I've never really hung around anybody my age. I have a best friend, my right-hand man, Hunter Dukes, um, who, who's my right-hand man. Um, I'm the godfather of his child, Aiden, which is a beautiful little girl, but uh, you know, me and him have this, this, um, uh, this bond and like, it's just like, we, we talk to each other all the time and we, it's, we always say to each other, you know, it's, it's life. And, we got to roll with the punches and whatever comes with it comes with it. You know, you can't like, it's nothing you can really do about it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Speaking of the choir here, I mean, everybody, <laughs> everybody just, you know, that's always a conversation among like me, Mellon and Raph at least. And, you know, all of our other mutual friends and stuff that we talk about is yeah. Yeah. How's today going? Are you happy? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm having a great day today, but I don't know what tomorrow <laughs> holds. And then you get so worried and worked up about tomorrow that you're not even present and happy for today. And it's like yeah. that's self-destructing yeah. of your own mindset and your own joy and happiness, right? And yeah, it's so much more important to live in the present. Now, I we I think we all can agree it's easier said than done, but really trying to block out the worries of tomorrow and live literally in the moment in the pr- about exactly yeah. what you're doing. Like, you, you know, you're a father, you know, you told yeah. me about your son and what is it? You're taking him bowling for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to go, um, 
Uh, his name is Axel Jack. Axel Jack is wild as hell, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I I literally like lock, had to lock the door because I knew when he woke up from his nap when we started this, I knew he would come and try to find me because I'm usually probably laying on the couch and he'll probably scream, dad, 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 dad. Yeah, I knew the first place he'll come is coming beating on the door. So if the door is locked right now. But yeah, we're taking him bowling. <laughs> we're taking him bowling for the first time tonight. Um, yeah, we're just going to, um, family, we're just going to hang out. Just family tonight. Yeah, I mean, there you go, man. Quality family time and like sitting back and getting to watch your son bowl for the first time. I mean, yeah, be, be present. And it, th that moment will never happen ever again. Yeah, and that's, I, I heard that like, it's crazy that you bring that up, living like in the present, because you know, I, I listen to uh, uh, Steve Harvey a lot also, and um, he, he's a great speaker, but um, he was talking about living in the present the other day. He's like, you know, the sun rises and he's like, we have, we have, he's like, we have, you know, he said we have review mirrors for a reason, you know, just to keep everything behind us. It's not to look back. It's like, if we live, it's called a present for, for a reason. It's, it's a gift. It's, it's a gift from whoever, whatever you believe in. For, for me, it's a gift from God. And and it's that gift that he gives you right there, that breath you take, each breath that you take, it's, it's, it's another breath to just like, remember, hey, this is, this is, this is it. You know, this is today. Let's get, let's get through today. And let's not even think about what happened yesterday, what's going to happen tomorrow, but live, live in this moment, enjoy this time and enjoy each breath you, you take, you know, if you inhale in and out, you, you got another, you got another chance to make another step, you know what I'm saying? Or, or do something better, you know? So. Yeah. That, that's uh, been proven to me and um, many times over. Uh, that's, that's my relationship with God and how I know he's <clears throat> real is because uh, for many reasons, I should not even be alive. And every day that I yeah. wake up now, I realize that, man, you got purpose for me, man, you have a vision for me. My journey's not over. And it's like, yeah. every day I wake up as a restart and another opportunity to really enjoy life, the good and the bad, you know, yeah, take it all, man. That's why, that's why I tell my wife too. take it, take it all in the good and the bad, whatever comes with it, take it in. Uh, whether it's bad, learn from it, you know, and, and find some good out of it. You know, all bad can be really bad. There's there's some good somewhere, you know. Um, so just yeah. take it all in and, and go with it, you know. That's like you fight, roll with the punches, you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, not uh, I really love the messages that you're sharing, man. I mean, this is gold. Um, I would like to uh, shift it over and kind of, you know, since we talked about it's coming up this weekend is uh, Memorial Day weekend. Um yeah. And, uh, you know, we're looking at, uh, you know, like you said, man, you're probably going to get more videos and different stuff attached to Memorial Day. And, uh, you know, for any active duty for veterans out there, um, this is a tough weekend uh, for a mm -hmm. lot of people. And, you know, one thing I, I'd like to share out to any of the listeners out there is if uh, you, you do find yourself kind of secluded or by yourself or having a hard time this weekend please 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 feel free to reach out to uh raf mellon and i uh just if you need to talk uh, about stuff um you know i'm gonna i'm gonna take some time sunday before i leave for my trip and uh probably go down drive down to the beach and um kind of sit in my own thoughts and remember some friends and some teammates um that are heavy on my on my heart and my mind this this weekend but really year round but um, I'd like to ask you with your experiences and, you know, I know it's a lot related to the song because it's so attractive to that, those communities, but what are your reflections on 
um, Memorial Day? Well, <clears throat> I, um, I, I've always been a fan of the military. My dad served in the Navy back in 19, uh, 1973. And um, so uh, military has always been close to my heart and my family. Um, my uncle Doc was uh, a huge, huge, huge in the Navy also. Um, but uh, with doing this time now that I, I've, I've always, like I said, I've always been left to military, but like during this time, um, I, I literally like to um, just like reach out to my buddies that's been in the military and then that's <clears throat> like Buddy Hunter Dukes, and, um, you know, who's, who's lost some people and who's, who's seen some crazy stuff, you know, and um, it's, it's hard for me also, um, you know, of course, I, I'm not experienced at all in it, but, you know, I, like I said, I do have people. I know that's in the military and, and that has, you know, passed and has friends that, that has passed, um, which is crazy. And I, and I'm, I think, you know, thank you for your service. Uh, it, it really helps a lot of people. Um, it, it's crazy. Like I, like I said, I get those videos and I, and I get tons and tons of messages and um, DMs about that, especially around this time, the numbers, like it's crazy um, because of course I don't, I don't look at like the numbers or anything, but, come around this time, like my phone blows up, <laughs> uh, my email blows up because it, thank you for your service spikes up. And that's when I started getting all um, like the emails and the messages. And it's, it's really cool to see that and people out on their boats and uh, people, you know, and I know, I know we all like go out and barbecue and all that. And then you got people out on their boats is like sending me songs, sending me the song. And, but you also got people like at the military, I mean, at the, at the uh, military, um, uh, the military, um, I can't think of the name of it, uh, grave sites, and um, that's sitting there, you know, with their friends or and just playing my song in the background, and and I and I think that's to me that's really cool, and um, you know, it's 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 a bitter kind of sweet thing because it's, you know, I I couldn't even express, you know, what what you go through, or what you know, Mel go through, or Raph goes through, or what Hunter goes through, or what, you know, Tate go, all these guys that's you know, the seeing some crazy things, you know, go through and that that's lost people, you know, and, 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 um, so for, you know, this time, you know, Morgan day, it, it um, it means a lot to me. It's, it's, uh, it's one of those, like I said, I, I had to remember because I've been so busy, but like when, like, I just thought about it earlier today when we was doing this and then my phone would start like going off the hook and people start sending me videos earlier. And I was like, Oh, Maybe I should probably post something about my own song then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. I, um, so yeah, it, it, I really reflect, you know, and think about, you know, um, you know, the families also, you know. Like I said, I know a lot of people in the military. So yeah, it's a bittersweet kind of day, weekend, you know, kind of sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, well, personally, man, you know, I I just want to thank you for everything that you shared with us and, and especially, you know, the, it wasn't just uh Oh yeah. Hey, that sounds cool type thing. Like you put a lot of thought and emotion with all your connections and your network with, you know, your friend that's a nurse and your military friends and the police and everything else and really put it into that song. And, yeah. you know, th th this, this is from me and from, from my heart, man, is because, you know, like I said, I get frustrated a lot. I know a lot of guys that I work with and everything. We're gone a lot. We sacrifice a lot, like time. Like, dude, you can beat mm -hmm. the crap out of me and, and you know, whatever. Like, I could take a beating. But it's the time and the quality stuff that I miss 
you know, with family, with friends, holidays, events, births, deaths, funerals, like just kind yeah. of everything, man, we miss out on so much of that. And then we go overseas and we, we see some really terrible stuff sometimes. And then you got to yeah, bring it home. And I think the best way to compliment people um, that are serving their, their, their country is to be the best version of yourself that you can be and mm -hmm. just show a little bit of gratitude, not so much for like me. Like, I don't really, I don't mind if somebody comes up and says, Hey, Hey, Hey Mike, thanks for your service. You know, I appreciate it. You know, it's very kind of them to go out of their way to come up and say it. And, and I, and I do, but the best compliment is for you to go out and live a good, honest life and be good yeah. to other people. And when you see people treating other people really well and being a good person and um, helping other people, being somebody for the community, like that, that's the biggest compliment because then I know like everything that I'm doing and everything that I've been through or my teammates have been through, it wasn't for nothing. Yeah. You know, no, I feel that that's, that's really, yeah, I feel that that's, and that's how I feel also like <clears throat> that was my way. And like, you know, that was my way of, really expressing, you know, and I always, like I said, I've always been a fan of first foreign military, like it, it runs in my family. And, um, um, so that's what, that's what's another thing I thought about when I did this song was, you know, how this, this is my way of really saying, thank you. This is, this is the way I know how to say thank you. I know you probably get that random handshake and, um, and you probably get that random person, you know, that probably won't take a picture. That probably won't say a handshake or this, but the only way I knew how to do it was, the only way I fucking know how to do it, and that's put it in words and put it put some melody to it, and and, and um, uh, three chords and uh, three chords and a good song. Um, it's, it's how I did it, and and that was my way of of letting you and and, and everybody else who sacrificed their lives know that you know there is somebody out there. You know whether you know people can say this and that about you know first responders or whatever they want to say, but there is people out there that's that's kind and that that actually really really from the bottom of their heart that really thank you and thank everybody else who um who literally put their lives on the line so we can live a good life so we can go out and be good to people so we can enjoy this time and it's because of guys and and, and girls you know they go over there and, and and do what you guys do and, and um this that was my way of saying it. that was my way that I know it's going to be here forever. That song would never be taken down, and that was Skylar Anderson' way of making sure that you, you guys knew that somebody out there really fucking cared about what you guys do. Well, that's the best compliment that you probably say, man. It, it, it really, oh, thank you, man. you know, I I personally appreciate it. I know a lot of my teammates and friends and Raph and Melon definitely appreciate hearing hearing that type of message man and um i mean you know i i downloaded your song the other day and i probably listened to it like 30 times like really taking it in and <laughs> like dude this guy thank you i think this guy gets it you know what i mean like it's very powerful and then now they hear the full story on the why yeah. uh, it does make me feel better man because like you know three hours ago i was you know, I showed you my hand. I got shot in the hand and like all this other yeah. stuff. I was frustrated. I'm like, it's Friday. It's Memorial Day weekend. Like, <laughs> what the hell is this about? You know? <laughs> okay. But, you know, I was like, okay, I'm going to chill. I'm going to go talk to Skylar. This is going to be fun. And, uh, you know, now just yeah. having this conversation has put me just so much better place, man. That's I, awesome, man. I'm really appreciative of you. Um, Thank you, man.
Well, hey, I think that's a great spot to, uh, to to go ahead and end the show. And you know, personally, I just want to say thanks for taking the time, man. I know this is your thank you, day, man. And I know, oh no, this is good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I love having you on. And you know, I'll, I'll be out your way soon. And yeah, maybe- yeah, I'm just gonna say, hit me. I got your number. Hit me up as soon as you get to town, man. And let's definitely uh, catch up if you can. Yeah, I'll make time. For the people yeah. that matter in my life, that's one thing that I've learned to do is I will make time, you know, so. You just, you just let me know when you get in and um, I'll, I'll, I'll show you a good time. <laughs> you know, Raph says that to me and half the time it's not true. So, but. Oh, well, it's the, uh, well, Raph, I haven't met you yet, Raph, but I love you, but I'm telling you, you come here, I will show you a good time, Mike. <laughs> I Raph, Raph tells me to show up at, and have a good time and then I show up he's not there he's actually at home in bed sleeping and forgot oh. forgot to meet me just like he did today so I now look I, I, I will meet you and I will show you a good time but when I disappear don't ask where I went because I will leave I will leave. <laughs> here you go here you go Mike you, okay I spent two hours with you and then look, there you go I'm gone I will leave <laughs> 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 I appreciate it, dude. No worries. No questions. Didn't happen. I got it. But but for those two hours, I'm going to show you one hell of a time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all in, dude. I'm all in. I appreciate it, man. Thank you, man. I definitely um I definitely thank thank you guys for what you guys do, and I appreciate you guys for having me back and pushing back chaos, man. Yeah, thanks, man. We're trying. We're we're always trying. So, uh, to the listeners out there, thanks for tuning in and uh, you know, hearing Skylar's story. It's just been awesome. It's been a lot of fun too, man. I didn't know half this stuff and I'm laughing. It's it's really good. <laughs> um, and then also, you know, just hey, for Memorial Day, you know, um, every year we like to talk about it and everybody has their different ways of uh talking about it, coping with it. You know, some people se- are all about celebrating the life, other people have a really hard time uh remembering mm-hmm. the life. Uh, but either way, if there's anything, I highly encourage everybody to uh, come together and have your barbecues, go out on your boats, wave your flags, like have everything. But for the people that have lost somebody, um, please share their story. Talk about them. Say their names. Um, this is what the thread of American freedom is built off of as people sacrifice and giving their life, yeah. giving up everything so that we can have a day called Memorial Day and not have to worry about anything and not about going to work, not about doing anything but being present, spending quality yeah. time with those that you love and appreciating the life that you do have. So yeah. I would just like to leave it for that and hope hopefully everybody has a wonderful, safe weekend. And, uh, you know, until next week, take care and uh, we'll see you then. Thank you.